Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello once again, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers. What's going on? I am recording this show not on the date that you are hearing this. So I you should be hearing this on, I believe, Wednesday the 21st. So that's the day that I've got this thing set up to drop it. I have recorded this thing earlier. So let's go ahead and get our contact info posted. And then we will jump in with episode five of season one of Mr. In Between. If you'd like to contact me to talk about the show or talk about whatever you want, I do have a couple of different ways that you can do that. There is the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731, 206-745-APE1. And you're limited about, oh, I think, 90 seconds on that thing, but you can call it multiple times if you want. If you would rather send in an email or you would rather record your own audio, you can send that to me. And the address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. If you want to check out uh, my other social media stuff, you can go over to the website, which is thearmedape.com. And there you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There is also a PayPal donation button. If you would ever consider uh, donating to the show and supporting it financially, it'd be greatly appreciated. You can just click on the prompts or click on the donation button, excuse me, and go ahead and follow the prompts. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump in with episode five, which is entitled Hard Worker. So it opens with We See Nikki, who, if you remember from a couple of episodes ago, Nikki is a new guy who is working for Freddie, and he went with Ray to collect some money. Uh, so Nikki comes over to Ray's apartment. It's kind of like a dingy little apartment, but Ray and Gary are sitting there watching, uh, I think, a rugby match or something like that. They tell Nikki, hey, we are going to rob this drug dealer and you're going to drive. Is that something you want to do? And he's like, well, sure, I'll do it. I'm in. And then Nikki says, hey, I need to go to the bathroom here real quick. He gets in, goes into the bathroom, is going to make a phone call, but he he kind of twists around to make sure nobody's coming in, and he drops his phone into the toilet, and it kills the phone. So he comes out, and an interesting detail is he does make sure to flush the toilet, and then he comes back out. So Something is up with Nikki, and we're not exactly sure what it is. So he comes out and says, hey, I need to go down to the store, and I'm going to get some smokes. Do you want me 
to pick you guys up anything. And then Ray's like, oh, or Gary's like, give me some, you know, some chewies, which is slang for bubble or chewing gum. And Ray's like, are you hungry? He goes, why don't you pick up some dimmies? And he's like, all right. And dimmies are like these, uh, I, I think it's slang for like little maybe dumpling rolls or something like that. Uh, anyway, Nikki's like, sure, I'll go do that. No worries. So he goes down to down to the local little corner store, the little corner market, and he's going to pick up the stuff. And, but what he does is he goes right to a payphone and he starts to make a call. And as he makes the call, he kind of gets a sense and he looks back and Ray's right there with him. And then he pulls the phone away. Uh, or, or Nikki, when he looks back, has, you know, has kind of removed the phone down from his, from his face. And you hear in the background, you basically hear like Detective Roberts or something like that. So this guy was calling the police. And so then Ray says, ah, and he puts the phone back, takes the phone away from him, puts it on the, hangs it back up and says, are you, asks him, he says, Jack or dog? And Nick says, Jack. And then Nikki asked him, how did you know? And Ray, meaning like, how did he know? Well, before we, before I answer that, so I didn't really know what, I had an, a vague idea of what Jack and dog meant. So Jack in Australia is slang for police. And then dog would probably be the closest thing that we would, would say would be like either like a, a snitch or maybe like a CI. So somebody who works for the police. And anyway, Nikki said that he was a Jack, meaning that he is a policeman. Now, well, and I'll circle back around to this here in just a bit. We'll come back to this. So Nikki, Nikki asked him, well, how did you know? Basically, how did you know that I or what what kind of tipped you off type thing? And Ray's like, well, I didn't. I just came down to get some soy sauce for the dimmies. So it was just sort of happenstance. So what happens is Ray takes Nikki back to the apartment, tells Gary, like one of us is a cop and he's like, oh, I knew it. So they say, well, we're going to go for a drive. So Nikki is thinking, oh, well, they're going to kill me as they're, they get him in the car. And as they're pulling away from the apartment, Nikki says, look, Ray, I got nothing on you. And if you let me go now, I swear to God, nothing will happen to you. Meaning that he, even though... And, and if we look back to when they did the, uh, when they went to collect that money, you could say, well, you know, wouldn't they have some of that stuff or wouldn't they have him on accepting the, the stolen property or anything like that? And then in, even in all those cases, you know, when, when Nikki had given Ray the jewelry and, and especially going to collect the money, you could say, oh, but Ray didn't really do anything. And, and Nikki never said, oh, it was stolen. So I, I think a good defense attorney would be able to say that um, that Ray never really participated in anything that they could probably prove on him. Uh, so they he this Nikki guy probably he never really witnessed him like even assaulting the guy because Ray didn't take part in any of that stuff. So probably all that Nikki has seen, Ray do is just working at the club, you know, maybe doing stuff like that. You could even say, well, you know, they said they were going to go rob this drug dealer, but they never did it. So you could say, well, they could talk about it all they want, but nothing ever transpired. So I think at this point, Nikki is probably telling the truth 
that he doesn't really have anything on Ray that they could that they could get him on. So what I'll do, I'm going to go ahead and play a real quick clip of when they get they they get out to the country, and I'll play a quick clip of the conversation. And I got a couple clips for this episode as well. So let me go ahead and pull this up here, and uh, you guys can give it a listen. Hey, my guy's not with you. So where are they? Well, I didn't have a car on me, but if I go missing, they're going to come looking for you. So what's your real name? It's Nick. Get out. Get out. What the fuck are you doing, mate? What it's worth, I don't feel great about this. Just fuck off, will you? I just let him go. You want to kill him? I think we should. And yeah, then we got the cops up both their asses, mate. No thanks. So what that illustrates there is a couple of different things and things that I think are kind of important. And the first thing is that we see that Gary, even when Ray asks, do you want to kill him? Gary is serious and he's got no hesitation. He's not worried about it. He, so what, what we're shown there is that Gary is sort of deep in the criminal world. And, and much like we saw before when Gary shot his brother-in-law in the head and he did it, no hesitation, no remorse, and, you know, didn't feel you know, nervous about it. In fact, the only thing he was nervous about was that maybe his wife would come home and find out that he had shot a guy and killed him or killed her brother, I guess I should say. But really he didn't have, he wasn't upset about at the time what he thought about killing him. And we see here too, that he doesn't really, he's like, well, I just think we should kill him. And this guy goes missing. But Ray understands, well, you, we can't kill this guy if he's a cop, because then we're going to have the police are just like he was saying, are going to be right up our ass and it's not going to be any good. So one thing that I had had mentioned a little earlier when Ray had caught him on the phone and asked us, asked him, is he a, is he a Jack or is he a dog? So is he a policeman or is he a, a, a confidential informant or a snitch? I don't know for sure whether Nikki is actually a police officer. Now he says he is, but maybe he was one of these guys that got caught and was, was kind of a low level criminal. And they're like, well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go infiltrate with Freddie and you're just going to get information for us. Uh, I kind of think that that might be a possibility and that he was lying to Ray about stuff because 
some of the stuff that Nikki says is like, well, you know, they, they don't, I don't have, they don't have a car on me, all this other stuff. And then when he was calling into the police station, I, you know, I don't know as a cop if he would have done that or if he would have just gone along for the ride and been able to witness this stuff. So I think he, even though he says he's a policeman, I think maybe he might be uh, an informant. Now, again, this is just sort of my take on it. And maybe we're just supposed to believe, no, he is a, a police officer. But the I, but the thing, too, of when he pops his head back into the car and says, you know, for what it's worth, I don't feel great about any of this stuff. I mean, that it, it's not really something that like a police officer would say. But again, m- remember how we talked about a while back that sometimes this is labeled as a dark comedy. And I think we're starting to see a little bit more of that in this episode. And we'll see a little bit more of that stuff kind of coming up here, but we're going to talk about here in just a second. So they end up letting, uh, letting Nikki go. He just sort of runs off. We don't know really how far out they are, but he's going to eventually probably just walk back into town. Um, he does not, a little bit of a mini spoiler for this episode, he doesn't come back. And again, even with those guys taking him out there, even with Ray and Gary taking him out to the country and dropping him off and letting him go out there, there's really no criminal act in that as far as I would know. They didn't threaten to kill him or anything. They just said, we're going to go for a drive. Next scene's open. We're back at the playhouse. And uh, Freddie is there playing pool. Ray comes up and there's a couple of girls there, a couple of club girls and Ray treats them nicely with respect, and, and uh, they say hello to him, and he's like, oh, could you give us a second? And they're like, sure, and they walk off. Uh, and, of course, the girls know Ray because he's a bouncer there at the club. Uh, but, it, again, it gives you a thing of Ray doesn't really treat them as objects or anything. Uh, he's probably res- you know, respectful and kind to them. Uh, so anyway, again, and that is a very, very subtle thing. If you look at kind of how they react when Ray walks up. So Ray tells Freddie, uh, and this will be the condensed version. Basically, Nikki was a cop. He asked, does he has anything? Does, does Nikki have anything on you? And Freddie's like, well, not really nothing, you know, nothing major. Probably the only thing that he could get him on would maybe be, maybe be some loan sharking. You know, I, I don't know other than that. So Freddie says to Ray, oh, thanks, you know, thanks, mate. I really owe you one. And then Ray says, yeah, and you still owe me some money. And Freddie is like, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll get it to you uh, at the end of the week. So and we're seeing sort of that recurring theme of that Freddie is starting. We're starting to see that Freddie has a little bit of trouble maybe managing money. And, you know, Ray doesn't try and strong arm or anything like that. But at a certain point, you would think that if Freddie owes Ray money, eventually Ray is going to take it from Freddie in one way or the other. So anyway, Ray goes back out to he goes back out to get in his car and he gets sort of jumped and hustled into his car by a couple of guys. And we notice one of them is one of the guys who was a bouncer or part of. Davros's crew and I think his name is Bobby and they're taking and they're they're basically saying we got to take Ray out to Davros and Ray is talking to this other guy who I think his name is Dave but it may not be and I'll, I'll get back to you why I think it may not be 
his name here in a second or his real name maybe so bobby's in the back seat and bobby is kind of a simpleton you know he's real like low iq he's pretty much just muscle he's you know thinking isn't really his his strong suit ray is talking to dave and he says how much are they paying you for this job and Dave's like, well, more money than you got. And Ray's like, well, I've got basically $162,000 stashed away. And Dave says, well, how do you how do you have that kind of money? And Ray's like, well, I'm a real hard worker. And so there we get the, you know, the uh, title of the episode. Dave pulls over the car. He gets Bobby out and they talk about, well, what we'll do is we'll get this money from Ray and then we'll just turn him back over to to Davros. And Bobby's kind of having a hard time and he's like, but you know how we're, he wants him over there now and we're going to be late. And he's like, look, just tell him we ran out of gas, all this other stuff. But basically he convinces him, you know, I'll split the money with you 50, 50, you know, you can use $80,000. Right. And he's like, yeah. So they get back in the car and they head out. Bobby has kind of fallen asleep in the back seat and Dave and Ray are talking. And I wanted to kind of play this for you because it does kind of illustrate and make some points. So hold on just a second, and then we'll give it a listen. Oh, and before we jump in with this clip, one thing too, which was kind of funny, and again, kind of goes to some of the humor that's in the show, is even though Bobby is works for uh, Davros, he, call, he calls him Darvos. And I don't know if that is a... It was a mistake on the actor's part that, it, that he just got it kind of mixed up a little bit because when he's talking to Dave, he's, you know, about the money and about taking Ray there. And, and uh, Bobby says something like, Oh, we got to take him over to Darvos. And the actor looks at him and mean, he goes, Davros. And then Bobby's like, yeah, Davros. And I wonder if that was kind of maybe a blooper that got left in, or if it was a thing, if it was written that way, it's kind of brilliant, but uh, I, I wonder if it was a blooper. But anyway, let me go ahead and play that clip for you here right now. Yeah, hey, nah, nah, she ain't no kinds of crazy shit. How far along is she? Eight months. Boy or a girl? Boy. Big fuck. What's wrong with girls? I got a girl. Yeah, well, fucking, you know, better you than me. So what's the problem? So how old's your little girl? Eight. Okay, so she's eight years of age. Right now, she's really sweet and she's innocent and all that. And then one day, one day she's going to grow up more. She's going to not be so fucking sweet and innocent. Do you understand? Well, she's not innocent all the time. Well, so. okay. Most of the time, she's sweet and innocent. Right. But at some point, like, like I said, she's going to grow up and she's going to... Mate, she's going to be... She's going to be sucking a cock. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where I'm coming from? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And yeah. I'll probably kill her first couple of fucking boyfriends, but you get over it, mate. No, I don't think you fucking get over it. You get over it, mate. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, fuck. You can have the girls, I'll have the boys. Okay. Well, so what are you going to call him anyway? Quentin James. <laughs> what the fuck is it? What is that? You're worried about your kids sucking dicks and you're going to call the kid Quentin. Hey, Quentin's a, a good name. That was my grandfather's name. You don't like Quentin? Your, your granddad's name. Was yeah. he gay? No, he wasn't fucking gay. <laughs> Why don't you call him John or something? 
give him a fucking bloke's name. Quinton is a bloke's name. A gay bloke's name, yeah. Good one. Get fucked. <laughs> Fuck you. Name one bloke that you know called Quentin who's a blokey bloke. I don't know any Quintons, all right? I, I, I don't know any Quintons except right. my grandfather. That's one okay. of the reasons. It's an original uh, name. It's right. an original strong yeah. fucking name. Right, okay. One man from history. One bloke in history who was a blokey bloke called Quentin. <sighs> See? Okay, all right. Remember, okay, but probably not a blokey bloke, but if you're going to talk about, like, courage, Remember little fucking Quentin from, from Willisie? He was in his, you know, the, he was fucking all crumpled up and fucking the little blonde-haired kid used to come on Willisie, make the fucking cunt cry. That poor little bastard couldn't eat a fucking Tim Tam without breaking his fucking fingers. Not a blokey bloke. Not a bloke, but, mate, was in a movie, wrote a book. He fucking, mate, one year they put him in a fucking, in the, in the celebrity car race. They propped him up on some books and he raced a fucking car like at fucking good speeds. Hmm. Yeah, no, you know. I mean, he's not a blokey bloke. I mean, you got a point, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely got yeah. a fucking point. It's a fucking good, strong name. Yeah. All right, so there we see a good, a really good example of some of, uh, again, some of the comedy that's coming from this. But we also sort of see a thing of, I think Ray and this guy Dave are maybe similar. They may be kind of guns for hire. And so there is sort of a, I think, a mutual respect. I think they probably know of each other. And uh, while they may not be friends, they're sort of, I, I, again, I think they, res- they each respect the other person's professionalism. And again, you know, there there is some comedic elements and stuff that are going on here. Uh, but... Uh, you know, and also another thing too. Remember how in previous episodes I had talked about that sometimes you get something that is planted in episode one or two, and it kind of comes back here uh, in episode five. So if you remember when when Dave says he's going to name his son Quentin John, you remember, and Ray starts laughing. The reason Ray is laughing is. Quentin is the name of his ex-wife's new husband. And he sees that guy as, you know, weak and kind of a simp and, you know, all this other stuff. So, uh, again, it's very subtle. And the very first time that I watched this, I didn't catch it. I just thought, oh, Quentin, blah, 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 because I wasn't really paying that much attention. But, again, this is the example of the writing is tight, it's concise, and and I think it's mainly due to the fact that I don't, I'm sure there are other maybe staff writers that help, but I know from other interviews and things that I've seen is that uh, Scott Ryan, who plays Ray, he is the main writer. And I think he comes up with the majority of, of stuff. So anyway, after that conversation, they wind up out at the stash house where Ray has a safe, uh, safe stash. There we go. Helps if I can talk a little bit. And they get it out. It's a you know a medium-sized little uh, safe, and it's got a, a digital combination on it. Dave tells Ray, "Okay, what's the combination? Let's open it." And Ray says, "I don't, I don't know it." And he goes, "Like, what do you mean you don't know it?" And he's like, "Well, I've got it written down, but it's back home." And then, of course, you know, Dave isn't too happy about that. They take him back out to the car, and. He's like, well, how am I supposed to open this? And he's like, well, you go down to the hardware store, you get a, 
basically like a cutting torch or a blowtorch type thing uh, that you would use for welding. You just can cut it open. And he's like, oh, I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, and they, and they kind of have a little back and forth. That's kind of funny if you if you watch that. So anyway, Dave gets kind of mad at Ray and he makes Ray, instead of getting back in the front seat, he makes Ray get into uh, the trunk or the boot of the car. And they drive back into town, which is probably about, you know, 10 minutes away. While they were in the stash house, Bobby gets a call from uh, Davros asking where they are at. And he's like, oh, we ran out of gas and the car's messed up and we're having to walk into town and we're going to. So we're still, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from the town and then we've got to walk back and blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of buying them a little bit of time. So like I said, they stick Ray into the boot, off down to back into town, into a hardware store they go. Dave gets out and tells Bobby, stay in the car. He goes into the hardware store to buy a little portable torch. And while he's in there, Dave is going to smoke a cigarette, but he's out. So he gets up out of the car and he leaves. Dave buys the torch, comes back out, is looking around, doesn't see the car. And then Bobby walks up to him and is like, he's like, where's the car, Dave? And he's like, what? And he, you know, and again, you have some, some kind of back and forth. So Dave runs back into the store, buys a steel ruler, and he's going to use that as kind of like a shim. They go in out in the parking lot, they break into a car and they head out. And what what Dave believes is kind of what Bobby asks. Because Bobby asks him, like, how do you reckon he got out of the boot? And Dave is like, uh, just, you know, just, I don't know, just, you know, shut up. Let me, you know, basically kind of like let me think. And they're driving around. And what they're doing is they're looking for either the car or they're looking to maybe find Ray or something like that. And, uh, you know, Bobby kind of keeps rambling on about stuff. And he's like, well, I reckon he's hiding. And he's like, oh, God, just shut up. You know, <laughs> and then that's how it ends. Uh, it ends on that note, and they're kind of looking around for him. So there, uh, that's it. That's it for the show today. I would love to hear some from some of you guys. Uh, like I said, because of the way that I'm putting these things out, I'm recording them all on one day. In this case, it's actually a Sunday. You're going to hear this episode on a Wednesday. There will be another one that's going to drop on a Friday. If, though, you want to call in with stuff and or with any feedback, that would be great. And I can always kind of go back in if the show hasn't uh, dropped or I can put the feedback in at a later date. So please feel free to uh, do that. Now, of course, if it's six months from now, it'll be a little bit late. But if you're hearing this and there's still, you know, a week or so to go, like I said, we're going to be doing probably about three shows per week. Uh, so uh, like I said, there's only six. So this last week and this week are going to comprise uh, season one Season two, I believe, is 11 episodes, so I don't know. I may see if I can stick to the uh, three shows per week, or I may even pop one up to four, maybe release, you know, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and a Saturday or something like that, just so we can get through the thing so it's not it's not all this stuff all the time. So, But anyway, uh, let me give you that contact info. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you. The voicemail is 206-745-2731. The email address to send either an email that I'll read out for you on the show or your own audio that I can play for you is thearmedape at gmail.com. 
all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time.